Hi, everybody. This is Christina Magro, and I just wanted to welcome everybody to the first episode of the Please Hustle Responsibly podcast. Um, this podcast was inspired uh, by the hospitality industry and our wants and needs during this uh, COVID time. I know that we've all been through some very difficult um, challenges throughout all of this, and it is um, no doubt how the COVID crisis has impacted the food and beverage industry. So we created this podcast, myself, Christina Veltri, and Matt Cole, um, as a tool and a resource for our industry professionals um, to be able to feel heard. Um, because we do know that this is very hard, but we also feel like we're screaming into a void right now and nobody's going to help us except for ourselves. So we decided that instead of being better advocates for everybody else, we're going to start being better advocates for ourselves and for the hospitality industry as a whole. So to get this started, um, hello, Matt. Hello, Christina. How are you doing? Great. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Doing good. good. <laughs> have you guys here? Episode one. Um, we've been talking yeah. about for a while, so this is going to be great. Um, we're going to dive right into it here. So first, um, I would like you two to. Sorry, that is my puppy. Um, I would like you. Oh, fuck. Okay, hold on. Um, I'm all right, sorry about the puppy. Um, back to our regular <laughs> scheduled programming. Um, I just wanted you two to introduce yourselves really quickly, um, who you are, what you do in this industry, how long you've been in this industry. Christina, would you like to go first? Sure, um, I'm Christina, uh, Christina Beltry. Um, I currently am a floor manager at Monteverde Restaurant. Um, I've been working in the hospitality industry since I was 12 years old, <laughs> um, snuck in illegally, um, and haven't left since. So that's me. I'm kind of a, uh, Jane of all trades. <laughs> I love that. Matt, how about you? Hey, I'm, uh, Matt Cole. I've been working in hospitality since I was 14. Uh, I'm currently over at Pizza Lobo, um, and I've been cooking for almost 20 years now. All right, 20 years. Perfect. So I wanted to talk about, um, obviously, we've all been in the industry for quite some time. I feel like we've grown up in this industry. We've spent the majority of our adult lives within this industry. Um, but just to give some people perspective in case they're not um, a part of our industry, what, Matt, what did your day-to-day -day look like pre-COVID? Like, what did a standard day for Matt Cole look like? Uh, Pre-COVID, I was working two jobs. Um, so typically, I was working, like, between five and seven days a week. Uh, so it was pretty much just a rinse and repeat of waking up and going to work. Um, and I was definitely at that point going out a lot more post work. So it was like, uh, go work for 10 hours and then go out to the bar with friends and watch steam afterwards and then just keep doing that over and over and over again. Uh, which can be very, <laughs> very tiring. 
Right. I feel like a lot of people uh, find it easy to kind of get sucked into that vicious cycle of just wake up, go to work, go out, repeat. Um, that's kind of something that I wanted to touch base on a little bit later. But Veltri, what did your standard day look like um, before COVID? Um, so it was kind of similar. I had actually just started my role in management, like a month before the city was shut down. Um, but before that, I also worked minimum two jobs. Um, so I was working around six or seven days a week. Um, and I would go out after work as well. I think that I'm probably one of the, um, I don't know, like I probably go out the least of most people that I know, but I still like to go out and see my friends and, you know, talk to people that I don't currently work with so that I can keep that balance in my life. <laughs> so I was pretty similar as well. I mean, I was a, I still am a general manager of uh, what used to be a very high volume venue. Um, also, being a co-founder of a nonprofit. And I'm just the type of person who enjoys keeping my plate pretty full. That's what makes me feel satisfied at the end of the day. I like to, my work is what makes me feel accomplished. That's something that I've realized throughout all of this. And it's, um, uh, so with the whole pre-COVID, I mean, I, th I feel like I was working 80 to 100 hours a week, but not really even realizing it because, um, I did enjoy what I was doing, but my work was kind of all encompassing of my life. Like I didn't really have a personal life. Um, it was wake up, you know, can I have a cup of tea? Do I have time? Just get in the shower, get dressed and, and go straight to work and start the quote unquote grind. So I think like what's important for all of us with this podcast and why it's called the Police Hustle Responsibly podcast is because I feel like many people out there kind of got caught in the same rat race um, that we did. So with um, pre-COVID, we all were working a lot, juggling a lot of things, working several hours, and then COVID happened. So how did COVID affect your personal life first? And then how did COVID affect your work life? Christina? Because um, we didn't know it was gonna happen, but I think that even today, there's the thought of like, well, in a couple of months, this is going to end, even though now we know that's not the reality because we've been in it for so long. So initially it was not so daunting. Um, my partner travels for work. So uh, being able to spend more time together was actually a really nice way for us to like really figure out if we like each other. <laughs> um, and, you know, be able to spend time doing things being awake. Um, but then it quickly became really daunting and like, what am I doing? What's going to happen? How do I, how do I fill these days with productive activity? 
Um, I'm also a person that's very susceptible to depression. So um, I kind of saw that coming and it was stressful and scary and it's hard especially when you have nothing to do to motivate yourself to get out of bed and do something and you know I don't know learn to bake bread or <laughs> whatever what about you Matt what changed for you uh well like like Christina was saying I remember in the beginning you know we had no idea what was going to happen so uh, I remember at work, we were like, well, we got this thing happening and people are scared and, you know, but things are going to go away quickly. It'll probably be a couple of weeks. It'll be like a month maybe. And then things will even out. Uh, and then, you know, I was actually in New Orleans when I got the news that all of basically everything in Chicago is shutting down. Um, so I was out of work uh, and going from like a complete, like, you know, like you were saying that you were working like 80 to 100 hours a week. I was working probably like 70 to 80 going from that to having like nothing on my plate was like a major adjustment. So beginning of quarantine, I spent a lot of time uh, cooking at home and like bringing food to friends and, and trying to like find some kind of balance and in, in doing that. And in the past couple of months, uh, work has started back up, but I've been focusing a lot on myself and, you know, just finding the things that make me happy and that make me feel more complete. Uh, which is weird because I feel like I haven't given myself that time in a long, long, long time. I mean, I nice. agree. And I, th I feel like that's how a lot of people uh, felt in the beginning of this is a little like lost and confused and scared. And I remember um, on March 15th, uh, or March 14th, because March 15th was the day that it shut down. I was at my favorite bar in Chicago, which was Best Intentions. And mm -hmm. I remember it was a, set, a Sunday afternoon. Um, we go there every, we went there every Sunday afternoon to watch football, drink some sherry, hang out with Chris, um, who's one of the owners. Um, and it was uh, one of those days I feel like I would never forget because the reaction of all of us um, realizing I think the gravity of the situation but even then not actually realizing but even the thought of having to close for a couple weeks was detrimental um, and then seeing Chris's reaction to all of it as a small business owner it was something that really um, was a large impression of me and I think that's um, how the CompTAP Relief Fund started for support staff. So we're all part of a nonprofit based in Chicago called Support Staff. And I think immediately we just wanted to sound the alarm and help the community. And for me, I think it's a very noble thing. But once again, I feel like the industry is very quick to be up in arms and advocate for anyone who needs help besides themselves. Um, so we all know that COVID has its challenges and um, no one could have planned to really see this coming whatsoever. And that obviously like a lot has changed work-wise. And um, I just wanted to talk about like, what does work look like now for you? How has it changed? How is COVID affecting um, these changes? 
Like I know for me, um, the biggest struggle that I've had throughout this um, pandemic period is my mental health challenges. I feel like I uh, excel very well when I have a lot of things going on and when I have to like stop and take a moment to um, really like think about things is when I really start to unravel and I didn't realize up until this point that that was probably a coping mechanism that if I could stay busy then I didn't really have to deal with anything that was going on with myself and I could use work more as like a scapegoat and a reason to avoid these things so um and for me, I've just been struggling with like, how do you be the fearless leader and be the um, manager that I want to be while also like making my team feel safe? And that's the most challenging thing, I think, as somebody in middle management who only has so much control um, over the situation. So I feel like for me specifically, this whole um, pandemic has really did a number on my mental health. So I'm hoping that this podcast uh, equally can be as cathartic and helpful for me as it is for other people as well. But I just wanted to talk about really briefly, because I know we're probably all sick of talking about COVID, but what are some of the struggles that you're finding like now being back to work, especially like with the general public, new procedures, things like that? Like what's going on out there? Matt? Well, I think, I think uh, you know, it, it's weird that, it's weird that we're watching like a spike happen and numbers being higher than they were in the beginning of quarantine and things are open. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that I don't want to speak for anyone, but I feel like a lot of people in our industry feel this way, that we're like a very marginalized group that is being kind of put out there with no support uh, from from larger entities to like back us up. So like what happens if we get sick? What happens if, you know, like what happens in a month when it's super cold and numbers keep going up? Are we all going to be out of jobs again? Um, you know, are we going to have the benefits of unemployment that we had in the beginning? with the extra money because, you know, after all that right now, that like you're making under $600 every two weeks and rent is, you know, expensive. Is there going to be rent relief? Is there any of that stuff? So like, those are definitely things that are on my mind and I can only imagine how much more they're on the mind of people that are, that are managers in this kind of instance, because you're not only responsible for yourself, but you're responsible for all these other people. Um, and I also think that one of the things that worries me, or that weighs on me is like, I, I go get tested every two weeks uh, just to be responsible to myself and those around me. But I know that not everyone that I work with does that. And it's not, they don't have to, it's not, there's no rules in place for that. Uh, and, you know, so people, things are starting to reopen, people are going out to bars, people are going out to restaurants. And it's, you know, sometimes I feel a little worried at work when I'm like, when this person's like, oh yeah, I went out and did this last night. It's like, cool, man. Like we're still in the middle of a pandemic. And like, I know it's hard to completely put your life on hold, but there are certain things that are a little more prescient right now and your health should be at the top of that list. But also like, I, I get it. Like it's a way to blow off steam. It's a way to relieve stress and in a time when that is a high commodity. Yeah. And also like, I'd like to try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, like to almost the fault. I like to think like maybe some people don't have like good home environments that they feel comfortable going back to or 
um, you know, maybe uh, they don't really have a good living situation or maybe, you know, they are super depressed and just going out mm -hmm. and feeling social or be able to talk to somebody about the things that are going on. Um, maybe that's their way of, of coping and dealing with that. But or, really or they're just feeling cooped up for seven months and need exactly. to get out of the house. And for me, it's like I'm, I'm I always want to be empathetic to everybody and the decisions that they make. But unfortunately, it feels like the, the risk here just is so great that dining out seems so unnecessary mm -hmm. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. But then at the end of the day, you have to think about all of these small businesses. So it's like a double-edged sword. Like I want to support these people. Yeah. I want to make sure that, you know, my favorite businesses come out of this. So it's like, how do I do that? Yeah. I mean, these small businesses are also getting a very small amount of support. Like they're not getting the help that they need right now. So it's like, what, what happens? You know, yeah. and it's, 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 it's a, exactly a double-edged sword. It's like, well, like, I don't want to go out because I want to be safe. But also, like, if I don't support these businesses, then who's taking care of them? Right. Christina, what does it look like for you over there? Um, so I just want to say that I agree with everything that y'all are saying. And um, just related directly to what Matt just said, like, it's hard because if we're not supporting those businesses, the people that are, are less considerate of the people that are working in those businesses. Um, you know, we've, we've been open for a while and um, initially it was a lot of thank yous and are you all staying safe and a lot of gratitude and people being really understanding, but as the weather changes and the time goes on further and I, the Tribune just talked about like COVID fatigue starting to set in, people are really going back to their old ways and it's hard because things aren't getting better. <laughs> like the numbers are rising, but people are less inclined to put their masks on for team members. And now that these curfews have been in place, like, it's hard because I think that guests want to seem relatable and they're like, man, this really sucks, doesn't it? And you're like, absolutely, because who knows what's going to happen for this business. But the reason this is happening is because the general public <laughs> can't get their shit together and be responsible. So now this is the reaction to what those actions are causing. Um, I think that, you know, as a, lifelong hospitality person and a manager it's really hard to you know still be guest I mean of course I'm always going to be guest minded but it's really hard to like try to prioritize them without making them the main priority because our staff is so much more important like mm -hmm. we're subjecting ourselves to eight to 12 hour days um, in the same space, seeing hundreds of people and that increases your risk so much. Um, it's just really, I mean, this whole thing is so scary because in theory, everything's gonna work out. Like everybody's gonna embrace this Alpine experience of sitting outside, but we know that that's not the reality. Like it's cold as fuck and <laughs> people don't wanna sit in 20 degree weather 
and try to like eat. So to put this in perspective for you, we're from Chicago. So we have just, we have been seeing a lot of spikes lately, um, especially this week, which is very alarming. So our mayor has put us on a uh, 10 p.m. curfew um, for all bars that serve food. Bars that do not serve food are now closed. Um, and uh, we as a city are trying to figure out a way to extend outdoor dining, but if anybody's been to Chicago, the weather is extremely unpredictable and um, Chicago likes to drink, okay? Yeah. Like we're a drinking city, we are in the Midwest and we drink our asses off here. So I just feel <laughs> like people, especially approaching the holiday season, um, they don't really care COVID fatigue for sure, um, but at what cost here? And I feel like that is the main reason for this podcast is um, I know the three of us have really realized that the government is not going to help us and they're not going to save us. So in order to get through this um, pretty dark winter that we have ahead of us, um, we have planned uh, several of these podcasts to give different resources of how we can together as a group collectively as a whole get through this um, winter and make it to the other side. So whether it's HR people telling you about your rights with either furloughing or not furloughing, um, we have insurance experts telling you how to understand your insurance, financial advisors, we have all these resources because we're going to try um, to help get through this time because obviously we're all dealing with challenges, not only mental health challenges and struggles, but also there's a lot of other various um, factors that are now affecting our mental health more so than ever, like financials, um, job stress, unemployment, families, et cetera, et cetera. So with all of that being said, I just really wanted to talk about for the rest of this podcast, I want to spin this um, and I want to keep this positive. So although COVID sucks and um, uh, we can't trust the general public to act like decent human beings, um, I do think that there are some positive things that have come out of this uh, quarantine slash COVID pandemic situation. Matt, you started touching about it earlier but since you weren't working so often and you did have time to like take a pause and really kind of evaluate your priorities and what's important in life, um, what did, how did you see your life changing for the better? And do you think that these practices that you have adapted within this time will go past this time and into your life collectively now as a whole? Sure. Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, when, when quarantine first started, both of my roommates were staying with their partners. Uh, so I was like at home by myself and I was like, cool, I'm going to take a break from drinking uh, because I don't need to be sitting at home by myself in the midst of this and like stress myself out because my anxiety will just get super high. So I uh, did that and started uh, riding my bike a bunch and just like being more active, which has been great. Um and what started is just something that I was doing to like manage my anxiety levels has become like I found like so many different things that I enjoy doing with my time. Uh, and I definitely want to keep that part of my life going. Like I, like 
you know, going climbing, going for bike rides, which is getting harder now that it's getting super cold out. Uh, but I got a bunch of plants and I've been enjoying like taking care of them and, and what they, they, they bring me a lot of calm and joy, which is nice. Um, and just working on like food projects at home, like fermentation and making doughs and just trying to get better at those things that I like doing. Uh, but yeah, just, I found like so many things that I really, really, really like doing. And I've become very, uh, guarded of my personal time. And I, it's definitely something that I, I plan on carrying forward with me and being better about drawing my boundaries with work and providing myself a better work-life balance. Because I, I don't think that I want to go back to where I was mentally before, which was just, like you said, like, work, work, work. I'll deal with all this other stuff later. Uh, but now it's like, cool, let's let's be healthy about this. Let's, let's think about these things. Let's think through it. Like what is making me happy and let's focus on those things. I love that. Christina, what are you doing differently? Um, well, initially I was doing a whole lot of nothing, which wasn't beneficial for me, but in the last couple of weeks, maybe month, um, I've really been working on myself as well. Um, I restarted therapy, um, which is teletherapy and it's going really well. Um, it's definitely helping manage my anxiety and depression. Um, I recently started taking photos again, which is something that I've always loved to do, but I've always been insecure about so many things. Like I'm not good enough. It feels weird. Like having a camera, are people going to think that I'm weird? (laughs) Um, but really I'm just embracing like doing what I enjoy to do. Um, and most recently I've been trying really hard to establish boundaries and advocate for myself. Like, I think that I've spent so much time. I don't know if it's just because of who I am or if it's because in hospitality, you are so focused on other people that you put yourself, um, last, Um, I have always done that and it's been really detrimental to me. So I'm trying to set up boundaries where not necessarily every person I meet is (laughs) my number one priority and I'm taking care of myself first and I'm thinking about my needs and saying those out loud so that people can either help me with that or not. It's really messy right now because (laughs) it's emotionally driven so it's not super eloquent when I'm like I want to be respected (laughs) but (laughs) I think it's a work in progress (laughs) that sounds great I mean I feel like we all have had our own journey and our roller coaster of emotions throughout all this um like I said before, like I take pride um with I used to take pride with the amount of shit that I had going on. And that is what made me feel validated at the end of the day. Like, oh, I've accomplished so much. I've gotten this done, blah, blah, blah. But what I didn't really realize, and I feel like it's very similar to you guys, is like I was sacrificing myself in the end and putting my, the company that I worked for before everyone else, which seems insane so i feel like the time this time i've been very grateful to help me like stop 
and I call it the great pause and really just like evaluate what was important to me because I've been in this like grind mentality for 10 years. Like I woke up a decade later and was like, you haven't dealt with anything and but you're still kind of like in the same situation. So I feel like with that realization, it was like a very dark time for me. I had to like work through that as someone who has always dealt with pretty common mental health challenges like anxiety and depression. It was really bad for me. I kind of like turned a corner into more like suicidal ideation and things like that because my purpose was gone. I felt like everything that I worked for was gone. So, but now I feel like it, I restarted therapy as well. I started reprioritizing my life. Um, I got an adorable puppy that you heard earlier uh, <laughs> helps, um, with his, you know, kisses and just being cute all the time. Um, you know, I also started a relationship pretty early throughout all of this. So I just feel like with everything going on, um, not only do we have personal things to work through, but we also have professional things to work through. And um, although it seems pretty grim right now, we all seem to be working on ourselves personally and getting ourselves into a great direction of how we can be moving outside of COVID and into the spring and things like that. But something that I wanted to end this question on and this, and this first episode on, is what brings you hope about the future of this industry? Like, obviously, there he is. Um, obviously, <laughs> there are a lot of things changing, um, not only in the world, but within our community. Uh, what is something that you see changing that you're actually excited about? Uh, I mean, I think, you know, for for one of the, the biggest things with hospitality is that we are a, a huge group that looks out for each other, uh, which is a really magical thing. And I think that we've really seen that kind of grow and evolve uh, throughout quarantine. There's a lot of like people that are doing things that, you know, that show how much they care about the people around them, doing things for the people in our, in our world. And there's also so many of our, of our colleagues in Chicago in particular that have like started different kinds of nonprofits to like, help people like you know like a love fridge and, and things like that uh which i think is great but i i think that also people have taken the time to uh realize things about themselves and are starting to work on making themselves better and by extension this whole industry you know we've got a lot of people that are uh, very active on social media about you know just pushing forward and making things better and changing how the industry treats its its people um which i think is super important and I, I just I feel a lot of hope that with strong leaders and strong people in this industry uh, advocating for like very large amounts of change that we'll actually see in the future a kinder and more inviting and welcoming and protective uh, industry and not something that was like constantly built on breaking people down, which I, I think is I think is fully feasible and it makes me very happy to see. I agree. Yeah, I think that that is very similar to what's bringing me hope. Like, 
there's so many people that are working towards the same thing and they're not being quiet about it, which I think is the most important thing because for so long we've just laid down and said, this is the way that it is. And now we're finally starting to stand up and say, just because this is the way it's been, doesn't mean it's the way that it should be moving forward. And giving that pushback and like holding people accountable. Um, I'm really trying not to use the phrase call out because I think that it's negative, but I think that it's important to like hold people accountable and say, you said you were going to do these things and you've said that your priorities are this, but what actions are you actually taking? And just being honest with people, because I think that it's human nature to be blinded by your own needs. And if nobody's ever calling you on that, you're going to just think that you're still doing the best and like what you're doing is helping others. Whereas if people just tell you straight up, like, this is not, (laughs) this is not positive. This may be damaging to some people. And these are the steps that we need to take to move forward. Um, There can be real change. Yeah. And accountability is so important. Accountability is, yes, I feel like accountability is very important and we could probably have a whole uh, podcast just about accountability because in the beginning of all this, I got really nervous with the cancel culture that was happening because there's a difference between cancel culture and accountability. Um, But just like you guys said, I think like what brings me joy and hope is we all know that this industry is fucked up and we all know that there is a very specific group of people who've made money off of the labor of a very large group of people and uh, dehumanizing those people and also banking on those people um, getting caught in the grind culture, just like all three of us did. Um, so you really don't think about what you're doing and you just kind of get into this rhythm and you don't think about yourself. So for me, I think this time has given a lot of industry folks, um, perspective to stop and figure out what makes them happy outside of this industry. And I think that is extremely positive and something that brings me joy is, seeing everyone's lemonade stands for lack of better terms like everyone like seeing a bunch of industry folks like um start turning their hobbies into more of like a money maker whether that be like making candles or um, exchanging food or making earrings or doing a bunch of other things so i feel like this industry i was talking to a friend of mine and he put it perfectly he said we are an industry that is made up of pirates. And I feel like it's perfect because we are a bunch of pirates. We're very scrappy people and we just kind of figure it out as we go along. And I don't really think that COVID is going to be one of those things that breaks us. Like if anything, the hospitality industry has always been adaptable and we've always recovered. And hopefully we can take the tools that we've learned in these past six or seven months and create a better platform of which to start this industry back up again. And I just wanted to thank you guys for your time today. And I'm really excited about this podcast and the things that we have moving forward. This was more of like a casual introduction of us and where we're at and how we feel about the current situation. 
but uh, moving forward, it's going to be the three of us talking to a bunch of people in and outside of this industry to help um, everybody. Um, we hear you. We are listening to you. We feel you. We are in the same exact boat as you. Um, so we are doing our hardest as a collective group of people to obtain all of these resources and give everybody the tools that they need to succeed to get through this hard time because we are all in this together. And we do want to make sure that everybody feels heard and seen in this time. And we aren't going to rely on somebody to do it for us. We're going to have to do it for ourselves. So thank you so much for your time today. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Um, and please remember to please hustle responsibly. Thanks, Mags. Thanks, Mags.